No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see how the tribal elders of Manasseh entreat Moses with their concern over the daughter Zelophehad. It's a lesson in God's irrevocable allotments. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 36 on Simply the Bible. Today we complete the book of Numbers. It ends on an interesting note. One of Moses' last acts is to work out a problem with marriage and inheritance. It's interesting that Christ's first miracle was at a wedding, and one of Moses' last acts regarded marriage. God cares about these natural affairs of life. We pick it up in Numbers chapter 36. Now the chief fathers of the families of the children of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, of the families of the sons of Joseph, came near and spoke before Moses and before the leaders, the chief fathers of the children of Israel. And they said, The Lord commanded my Lord Moses to give the land as an inheritance by lot to the children of Israel. And my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance of our brother Zelophehad to his daughters. Now, if they are married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the children of Israel, then their inheritance will be taken from the inheritance of our fathers, and it will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry. So it will be taken from the lot of our inheritance. And when the jubilee of the children of Israel comes, then their inheritance will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry. So their inheritance will be taken away from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers. Now, earlier, the five daughters of Zelophehad had approached Moses with their request that since their father died and had borne no sons, that they should still be able to keep their family inheritance. The Lord agreed. Therefore, Moses made it a statute in Israel that if a man died and he had no sons, then the family inheritance would pass on to his daughters and if he had no daughters, then it would go to his closest relative. Now the elders of the family of Gilead in the tribe of Manasseh had reasoned that if the daughters of Zelophehad had married outside of their tribe, then their inheritance would pass to the tribe into which their husbands belonged. And in this case, the area belonging to the half-tribe of Manasseh that lived on the west side of the Jordan would be diminished. This probably came up because men were beginning to court these five women and they carried with them a substantial inheritance. It was a good point. Their decision in whom they married would affect not only themselves but also the entire tribe. Romeo and Juliet were not the first to think that they could enjoy romance without it affecting their families. And they won't be the last. Young lovers tend to think that their love is unique and that they do not need to pay attention to anyone else's opinion. But that is foolishness. 
after our decision to follow Jesus Christ, the decision of whom we marry is the most important decision we'll ever make. It affects not only ourselves, but also our current family and friends and our generations to come. If we're not careful, then our possession can be lost. How many fortunes have been lost to an unscrupulous spouse who married for money rather than love and divorced his or her spouse, robbing them and their posterity of what was rightfully theirs. Verse 5, Then Moses commanded the children of Israel according to the word of the Lord, saying, What the tribe of the sons of Joseph speaks is right. This is what the Lord commands concerning the daughters of Zelophehad, saying, Let them marry whom they think best, but they may marry only within the family of their father's tribe. So the inheritance of the children of Israel shall not change hands from tribe to tribe, for every one of the children of Israel shall keep the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. And every daughter who possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the children of Israel shall be the wife of one of the family of her father's tribe, so that the children of Israel each may possess the inheritance of his fathers. Thus no inheritance shall change hands from one tribe to another, but every tribe of the children of Israel shall keep its own inheritance. So Moses agreed with the reasoning of the elders, and he revealed the word of the Lord that if a woman had received the inheritance of her father, then she must marry within her own tribe, so that the land of their tribal inheritance would not be passed to another tribe. Now this involved restriction in whom the daughters could marry. In our modern notions of love, we are led to believe, primarily through the media, that the perfect soulmate exists for us, and it is up to us to find them wherever they may be. But here's a restriction that was placed upon the daughters of Zelophehad, and indeed all the daughters of Israel, who did not have a brother to receive the family inheritance. They must marry within their own tribe. Now, under the New Covenant, we are also under a restriction regarding marriage. That is, we are free to marry as long as it is within our same spiritual tribe of those who believe in Jesus Christ. We are not to venture outside the borders of our Christianity to search for a spouse. In the book of Judges, we read of Samson, who was known for two things— his superhuman strength, and his love for Philistine women. His first flame was a Philistine girl whom he told his parents that he wanted to marry. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me for she pleases me well. Many broken-hearted parents can relate to the parents of Samson here. Their son wouldn't listen to reason. Samson's infatuation at best and lust at worst trumped every other consideration. In Samson's mind, the Philistine girl pleased him and that was all that mattered. 
But of course, Samson's love for Philistine women would be his undoing. In the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 6.14, the Apostle Paul warns us, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? And how can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? In what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. If we do it God's way and marry within our own tribe, as it were, Is God able to bless us with a happy marriage? Well, let me just tell you my story. When Cindy and I met, it was only about a few months, and I figured this was the gal for me. So I was working at our church at the time, and I went to our pastor, and I told him how I felt about her. And he said to me, You know, my counsel to you is to wait. Give it some time. Pray and see if it's the Lord's will. Ask him to bring you closer together if it's his will, but to separate you if it's not. Whoa, that wasn't exactly what I was hoping to hear at the time. But as I thought about it, I thought, you know what? He's right, and I want God's best in my life. And so I shared that with Cindy, and and she was a bit concerned at first. She thought maybe I was trying to distance myself from the relationship. But she saw the wisdom in it as well. So we both started praying that prayer. And over about six months, the Lord did bring us closer together. In fact, he brought us through some things that we really needed to go through before we got married. And it was a good thing. And when we finally got married, we had the approval of my pastor, of my parents, of her parents. It was all right in the eyes of everybody. But more importantly, this summer, we celebrate our 34th anniversary. We just got back from a cruise in the Caribbean. And I would say it was like a second honeymoon, but really it's probably more like the fifth or sixth because God has given to us such a love for each other after all these years still. You see, the Lord said to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, the Bible says, he will give us the desires of our heart. And marriage is just too important of a decision not to do it God's way. Verse 10. Just as the Lord commanded Moses, so did the daughters of Zelophehad. For Mala, Turza, Hagla, Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad, were married to the sons of their father's brothers. They were married into the families of the children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's family. They obeyed the Lord. You know, later after Cindy and I got married, I spoke with the personal secretary of my pastor, and she said, you know, many people have come and sought counsel of our pastor, but not too many have done what he said. 
you did what he said. And these daughters of Zelophehad did what the Lord said. And no doubt it was to their benefit and to their blessing. Verse 13. These are the commandments and the judgments which the Lord commanded the children of Israel by the hand of Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. And so we conclude the book of Numbers, a book that speaks of the wilderness wanderings of the children of Israel. A lot of disobedience, a lot of wasted time. But it's interesting that it ends in a very domestic sort of way with marriage and inheritance, and learning to do it all the Lord's way. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence, and we thank you for your word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God, we pray that we would not be as the mule that must be led with bit and bridle, but that you might guide us with your eye and that our ears would be open to your words. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see that from the plain of Moab on the east side of the Jordan River, Moses retells the law to Israel. This is the book of Deuteronomy, and it's the fifth and final book of Moses. We hope you'll join us as we continue our study of God's Word on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.